When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Expose yourself. Show them what you're all about. Hey, everybody. It's Joseph Shepard. And I'm Laganja Astranja. And welcome to Queening Out. That's right, the podcast where Joseph and I break down every episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star 7, but of course, in our own unique way. That's right. Now, Laganja, you, have you been jet-setting yet, or are you still in L.A.? How's everything been going? I am back in L.A. at my humble abode. Uh, finally, I'm here for a whole week. It's like a miracle. And I actually have tomorrow and the next day off. July 4th <gasps> off, who would have guessed? Wow. So super looking forward to that. Um, but yes, I have been jet setting. I was just in uh, Delaware at Dewey Beach, which was really, really fun. I'm working at a club called North Beach. I actually went there last year and it went so well. They decided to bring me back uh, once a month during their summer season. And they actually had me curate their summer show. So I just had Morgan McMichaels who opened the show for me. And now I've got Mayhem Miller coming this month. So super excited to be working with them. Love Dewey Beach. Believe it or not, Delaware is actually really cool. It's a great little town. Really? Yeah. Rehoboth, uh, which is right next door to Dewey, is actually very gay. So I think it's really cool that North Beach is trying to carry over some of that, you know, queerness into their scene. That's so much fun. So you said that you kind of like put together a show, like you curated a show. That's right. So what does that mean? So I am following in my sister Shangela's footsteps and I am trying to you know, work out the business side of my business and trying to find ways that I can, you know, still make money and be profitable without having to fall on my back all the time. That's so smart. Yeah. But you got to put it in wherever you can get it. The creative juice will always flow. Exactly. And then this is a great way, you know, for me to get my sisters paid. So I love when I'm able Mm -hmm. to, you know, share and care for everyone around me. Sharing and caring what we learned in Barney, right? Exactly. (laughs) Did you actually know I was on that as a kid? No, you were not. I was when one of the main kids, uh, I don't remember if he got sick or he moved or what happened. I was a fill in for like a couple of weeks. So I actually got to be on a couple of episodes of Barney. It was filmed in Farmer's Branch, which was very near to my home of Carrollton, Texas. So super crazy. I got to have that experience. I got to meet Barney the whole nine yards. It was really, really kind of a, a very unforgettable experience as such a young child. Wait, so how old were you when you did it? I just couldn't even tell you, girl. I was so young. I'm maybe, maybe eight, maybe 10, maybe 12, like right in around that age. Oh, wow. Do you remember any of it or you just remember like seeing a big purple dinosaur? Well, I remember finding out that the person who was actually the actor inside the uh, costume of Barney was not the voice of Barney. So I remember as a kid being like, Mm. wow, this is so weird. You know, I didn't really understand how TV worked back then. So that was definitely my first probably memory of being like, oh, TV's fake. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, RuPaul was in the Barney suit. Little did you know. (laughs) No, it wasn't. It wasn't RuPaul. Um, Yeah, but it it was it was a great experience. And uh, it's just something that's very cool to me that I got to do as a young child, you know. That's that's up there. I I think that's pretty up there. (laughs) Now, what about your week? How was your week? What were you up to? It was pretty good. Um, I, you know, I always think like months ahead and timeline and I try to think of like where I want to be and what I want to do. So 
I think that there's a hole in the market for a drag talk show in the way of like actually like a late night kind of like meet Z-Way, like, you know, something like that. So in the fall, we're going to be doing an in-person talk show and it's going to be called Sissy That Talk Show. Love um, it. But it's going to be uh, queens coming in, um, other gay figures coming in, but it's going to be like a little bit of an interview, a little bit of some like random games and like challenges and stuff. But just kind of like bringing like a little bit of variety show to a talk show, but with people in our beautiful community. So yeah, that's, that's been like a whole pre-production process that we just started. And I'm just very excited to see what will happen because I think that, you know, we all have voices. We all have talents. So why not show them off, you know? Absolutely. Well, congratulations. I'm very excited for your new show. I love the title. That's super catchy. And uh, I'm wishing you the best with that. I know you'll be a huge success at that. You're an amazing interviewer and person in general. So yay for you well, and yay you. for new you, projects. You're going to have to stop by. Well, you're of gonna course. You're going to have to stop by. Of course. Now, remember, you guys, we love hearing your thoughts and opinions. So we have set up an email for you. That's lagonjoes at gmail.com. That's L-A-G-A-N-J-O-E-S at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your questions, concerns, thoughts, anything. Or you can leave us a voicemail at 323-607-5116 and we may play it back on the show. And you never know, we may call you back. That's right. Well, I think it's time we get into this inbox and see what we got from this last week. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, I'm diving deep in there. Oh, we got a message from Kevin. I love the pod. You both have such a great rapport and are a very dynamic duo. I enjoy your takes on AS7 and appreciate that you keep it classy, giving your opinions and great commentary. I look forward to each episode on a weekly basis. Joseph, thank you for such quality content, audio and visual. Yummy. <laughs> Laganja, thank you for being such a kind soul. When you're on screen, I know I'm going to be entertained. Imagine my shock when I was watching the videos and photos coming from Madonna's NYC Pride event. I have been such a Madonna fan since the mid 90s, and I see a few drag race divas. I saw you and then screeched with excitement and snapped this screenshot of you in my pop idol. You look like you were having such an amazing time. What was it like to share the stage with Madonna? Your performance of Vogue was amazing. Thank you both, and I look forward to new pods each week. Kevin. Oh, well, thank you so much, Kevin. And what a gorgeous shot you sent. I'll definitely um, be taking that and using that. That's a great, <laughs> a great snapshot there. And um, I love that Joseph's got that yummy yum. Yes, God. Mm -hmm. Work. Praying for Justin Bieber, obviously. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it was amazing to work with Madonna and to, to share the stage with her. The screenshot that you sent is actually the really the only time I was on stage with her. So it was a very quick moment. Um, but while it was quick, I think it will last forever. And I'm just so grateful that I got to experience what she's like as an artist. She's very intense. She is definitely a workhorse. We put in a lot of hours, but uh, it's something that I'll remember for the rest of my life. Was there anything in that experience that you took away that you're going to apply to your performances or your career in the future? Well, I definitely really enjoyed how meticulous she was as an artist. I think uh, hopefully when I reach a level like Madonna, I would, you know, care about every little detail. I've, I've worked with many celebrities. I've been very grateful in my life to have done that. And I've seen some who, you know, come in at the very last minute and they just have a whole team who does everything for them. And I really appreciated Madonna's approach, which was she knew everything that was going on, how it was going on, when it was going on, where it was going on. And I think that that's really admirable as an artist. Yeah, because like I think that there are there's like the types of artists or creative individuals who are fully in it for the full picture. And then there's those that, you know, it's kind of like a day job. You clock in, you clock out. So it's it's two completely different things. And I can totally see that for her. And that's why her career has been so, so powerful and then had the longevity that it's had. I agree. Absolutely. And, you know, not every artist is capable of doing that and no shame on those artists that aren't able to focus on all the different aspects. And, you know, if you're a singer and that's all you do, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I just think I'm a multifaceted artist, much like Madonna. And I think that that's what 
again, like you said, has made her such an icon and more importantly, what has helped her last for so long. So that's why I'm trying to take that with me on the road to success. You're successful. Thank you so much, Kevin. All right. We got another one. You want to read that, Laganja? I got it. Hey, Ganjan Joe, a longtime writer, first time listener, winky face. I love this podcast and I enjoy listening to you so much. It's so nice having another platform with content from you. You bring me so much joy when it's truly needed. I love your dynamic. Joe's admiration for Laganja is evident. And just as it is lovely to hear, you both share so much knowledge without being condescending in such open and compassionate attitudes. Thank you so much, especially right now when everything is so anxiety-inducing. Thank you. I would love to know if each of you were to compete with the cast on their original season, which would be the most intimidating to compete against. Love you both, Addie. Ooh. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say Bianca, obviously. I mean, she was intimidating to me then, and she's intimidating to me now. Although I will admit, she just literally sent me a text the other day saying... I think she called me Ladybud. She was like, hey, Ladybud, just checking on you. <laughs> it was so sweet. And I was telling her that I had just seen her flyer uh, of her being in Lima and she was next to like a llama. I was dying. It was hysterical. Um, but no, I definitely think I would be intimidated to go against her in a competitive setting for sure. Uh, I, I do believe, though, Laganja, that she, Addie, may have meant if we were to compete with the cast from All Star 7 on oh. their original season. So now you want me to remember all uh, 13 seasons? Girl, I can't do all that. Well, let's just say I can say who I would be most intimidated to compete with on this current season. Yeah. How about that? I can't go back yeah. to their original season. Let's say just, let's just stay focused <laughs> on this season. I'm tired. I haven't had my medication this morning. I would be intimidated to go up against... Yeah, definitely Raja, definitely Jinx, and probably Shea Coulee. I think those would be the top mm-hmm. three that I would really be nervous uh, to go against. You know, Jinx is such an incredible actress. She's really got the comedy nailed down. Raja has mm-hmm. the whole fashion aspect and the fact that she's just like, to me, such an icon, not only on RuPaul's Drag Race, but specifically out here in West Hollywood. And then Shea Coulee, I just think she is such a multifaceted artist and can really accomplish so many different things with the look, with the acting, with the singing. So those three, I would definitely be nervous to go against. Mm, what about I you? Agree. I agree. There's a part of me that I think that I would be very nervous to be on Shay's season. I think that that was the one because that was the first one that we got the uh, lip sync for the crown and it was so different. And I think that all everybody that came out of that season was so dynamic and had such great personalities. And I think that that would be the most intimidating. I think that season remind me who was on that season. That was, um, Trinity, Shay, Sasha Velour. Oh gosh. Peppermint. Oh yeah. That's an amazing season. Yeah. And I'm just so impressed. You can remember all this girl with now all the franchises. It's like, there's just so much drag race. It's hard to keep it all straight. Pun intended. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Addie. And our last email comes from JD. Hello, my beautiful humans. I'm so in love with the pod. I look forward each week to hearing from you both. I'm sending you both all the love and respect. Keep on bringing fabulosity to the children. We need all we can get. Your humble listener, JD. Oh, so sweet. Thanks, JD, for sending us a little love on this good day. We appreciate you yes. listening and laughing and loving all the things that we do. Yeah, thank you guys so much for sending emails. We have some voicemails, but we're going to play them towards the end of the show. So um, make sure you keep writing us and sending us um, emails. That's right. And when we get back, we are going to go into a deep dive into this week's episode. Stay tuned. We are back. It's queening out now. Since Miss Trinity won last week, She gets to assign the roles for this acting challenge. It's never going to be a hit, but it is Santa's school for girls. Um, So the roles were passed out. Did you think that the way that Trinity did the roles was fair? 
Yeah, I really do. I think she really tried to think about everyone. And, you know, at the end of the day, she does have an alliance. So, of course, she gave Monet the role that was up for grabs uh, when it Mm -hmm. comes to her and Jinx. But I do. I think overall it was really fair. And I really appreciated how Trinity went over and said something to Jinx. You know, I thought that was Mm -hmm. also very classy of her. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We are back. It's queening out now. Since Miss Trinity won last week, she gets to assign the roles for this acting challenge. It's never going to be a hit, (laughs) but it is Santa's school for girls. Um, So the roles were passed out. Did you think that the way that Trinity did the roles was fair? Yeah, I really do. I think she really tried to think about everyone. And, you know, at the end of the day, she does have an alliance. So, of course, she gave Monet the role that was up for grabs uh, when it Mm -hmm. comes to her and Jinx. But I do. I think overall it was really fair. And I really appreciated how Trinity went over and said something to Jinx. You know, I thought that Mm -hmm. was also very classy of her. I was laughing so, so hard when they did the act off. And then Raja was like, oh, it's Jinx. Jinx got this role. And then Trinity's like, nope. <laughs> Monet. <laughs> totally. Totally. The shade, mama, the shade. The shade. So we have the Viv as the school headmistress, uh, Nutmeg. Shay is the new student, Noel. Jinx, Evie, and Trinity basically played like a trio of Holly, Mary, and Joy. Uh, Raja was Scrooge, Jada was somebody named Hannah who was a nerd, and Monet was the earthy teacher, Miss Toe. Was there a role that you believe you could have knocked out of the park, Laganja? Well, I definitely think I would have gravitated towards either Nutmeg or Scrooge. I think those two characters really stood out, plus the people who acted them did such an amazing job at it. But I think I, I would have wanted to have something that really stood on its own. I think it was hard and the kind of Mean Girls trio to really stand out. And I think the other mm-hmm. roles were so small that they kind of fell short. So I definitely think I would have wanted to go with one of those two. What about you? Yeah, I think I would have loved to have gone with Nutmeg. There's also a part of me that's like, when I saw the joy that Trinity had in Joy, I was like, I feel like I could have done that too. So I think mine would have been Joy or Nutmeg. I see you as Joy. I could see that for you. <laughs> Just kidding, mostly. Now, this would normally be the part where we go into the time warp and have me rewatch my acting challenge of Drag Race Me to Hell. Joseph, hit the time warp. Ba-doop-ba-doop, hitting the time warp and Laganjas. What we are going to do, we've talked about this acting challenge that you did, but... I think I'm about to have to share my screen with you. Okay. And we're going to rewatch this. Okay. And I would love your feedback watching it. How how much longer? How how long after we've been like how many years? Oh girl, I already told you. I can't remember seasons and I definitely can't do math. Maybe like 8 years. Let's go. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow, someone's calculated. <laughs> I don't know if it's right. I think or it's not. been almost 10, babe. I think it's I filmed in 2013. <gasps> it aired in 2014. So technically wow. it's been nine years since filming. All right. Do you see that? I do. I see a gorgeous woman in Peach. What is this accent? <laughs> oh my God. I was so skinny. I do not remember we kissed. What is even going on? Why did we get blood all over us? <laughs> Mama, where is the glamour? <laughs> they did good. <laughs> oh, there you are. You're dead. Work. Even skinnier. Iconic. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this season was iconic. Oh, my God. Amazing. <laughs> Not the wig pull down. How was watching that back? 
gosh, it just makes me realize like I really do not watch my season. Like I do not. And I love to like go back and watch old seasons, but I definitely like, you know, steer clear of the PTSD. Um, but mm-hmm. that was fun. That was really fun. It was so fun. I think it's iconic. I mean, honestly, Gia was so bad. It was good. Adore played herself very well. Mm-hmm. Poor Vivacious was struggling, although I think that was an editing thing, you know, although I'm yeah, sure she, I do too. I'm sure she was directed like when this comes off, you say your line. So maybe it was a little bit her fault, too. Um, ben de la Creme, of course, amazing as always. Am I missing anyone? Uh, April carry on, right? Well, of course, my you. acting partner. I mean, I don't know what was up with our accents. That is so weird. Yeah. What was your accent? That was like uh, Count Dracula. Like, you know, I thought you're going to be like. That was very jinx of me. Like, I only have three lines, so I'm going to say them really weird, you know? Like, I don't know. Um, But wow, yeah, I think it's so funny, too, like, that I did that challenge. And then when I came back for All Star 6, I did the song Physical. I think that's, like, so interesting how, you know, that happened. Wow. I didn't even think about that. It's almost like they planned it. Ooh. I don't know if they were that smart. (laughs) I think they were. I really think they were. You do? I do, yeah. When I got the song, you know, the couple of days before I went in to compete, I was like, they did this on purpose. So cool. But, you know, as humans, we like to connect the dots and see things. So that's just what I saw in that moment. I mean, it was, that was one of my favorite probably acting challenges. I think sometimes they get a little wordy and a little long. And last night, well, I had watched the episode on whatever, Friday or Thursday or Thursday. And then I rewatched it with my boyfriend last night and I warned him. I said, I'm giving you a heads up. This acting challenge seemed like it lasted forever. It did. So my boyfriend went, all right, well, what we're going to do is we're going to start a timer and we're going to see how long this challenge. He's shady. He's so shady. How long was it? 11 minutes and three seconds. Okay. That's very long. (laughs) That is very very long. And mind you, you know, we film up to 14 hours a day and an episode is anywhere from two to three days. So for that to be cut down to 11 minutes, you know, that means it went on for hours, (laughs) hours and hours. Oh, my God. Well, we're out of the time warp now. I think another thing that I fully enjoyed with this episode was the girls recreating the scary movie scenes. Totally. When it was like they were running and then Shay ran and then Trinity tried to be the girl and she falls and then Jada was like hiding behind a tree with a fake knife. I was laughing so hard. I was like, it's so true. That's what a horror movie is. It really is. It really is. I thought Trinity was the best just because she fell. I feel like that's classic. You know, you gotta fall. It's always like, oh my God, girl, stop. And why are you wearing heels or flip-flops? Like, girl. Yeah heels or flip-flops and you randomly fall and then you can't get up and would you ever want to be in a horror movie? I would love to be. Horror is my favorite genre of, well, that's that's not true. Documentary is actually my favorite genre but mm-hmm. horror is my second favorite genre and yeah, it's definitely a dream of mine to be in a horror film and get killed, of course. I actually <sighs> not to keep going back to my childhood but I was in a very small budget horror film as a child. If anyone wants to look this up, you will literally die. <laughs> It's called Bells of Innocence, starring Chuck Norris. And I play the young devil and I kill a priest. (laughs) Wait, you were in a movie with Chuck Norris? (laughs) I was. I did Barney. I was in a movie with Chuck Norris. And I did a Sprite commercial with Dirk Nowinski. I think that's how you say it. The the famous basketball player. Yeah. I had quite a colorful childhood. Yeah, my parents realized from an early age that uh, I was not going to be out on that soccer field. So I'm very lucky that they encouraged me. And uh, I got to have lots of great experiences as a child that really prepared me for the life that I live now. I mean, I would rather be, you know, in a horror movie, killing a priest and being with Chuck Norris and being in a Sprite commercial than playing basketball, you know? Exactly. That sounds a lot better. Right? Right? But I will (laughs) warn you, Bells of Innocence also went on for a very long time. So I would suggest not setting your timer and just fast forwarding to my like scene. <laughs> well, here's my shameless plug. I was killed in my music video, Don't Call Me by Jimbo the Drag Clown. So you should go check that out on YouTube. Period. Period. That, I will say, for me, was like a dream come true of 
because like you said, like being in a horror movie was something that I always wanted to do. And just being able to be killed by Jimbo with some big, big boobs was topping on the cake. That's all I could ever want. I love it. Well, um, let's get into this challenge. What were your highs and lows of it? Did you feel that anybody out uh, outperformed the others? Did anybody perform low? What was your take on everything? Well, I definitely loved the Vivian. I thought she was amazing and very smart for going such a classic reference. We know RuPaul lives for that, so I thought that was very smart of her. Uh, I definitely also thought Raja really stood out. I loved her gothic uh, Scrooge. I totally saw her craft, you know, references. And I think, like I said, again, those two roles really had a lot more to play with. And I think it was harder, you know, like, say for Shay being the new girl. Like, I felt like she kind of fell flat. But it's also like, well, what do you do with the new girl? You can't do too much. You can't, you know, you have to kind of play this Millie Vanilli middle of the road character. So it's hard to really make that stand out. Uh, I thought the mean slays, as I'm calling them, get it? Like S-L-E-I-G-H-S slays. They missed that pun. Um, I thought they, they, they were okay. I think that they really had a hard time relating to one another and creating that unison vibe while finding their individuality. If I had to pick one of them that stood out for me, I, I liked Evie. I don't know. I just think Evie's really killing it this season. I'm maybe because I also went on tour with her and got to, you know, really connect with her, but she definitely stood out to me amongst the trio. I thought Monet was funnier before she got critiqued. I don't really know why Rue wanted her to do her normal voice. I thought it was funnier with the like old teachery voice. Yeah. But, you know, just my opinion. And then Jada, gosh, I don't really remember her in this challenge. I'll be honest. I don't. What was her character? Oh, she was the nerd. She was like the nerd. Yeah. I, I'm. It was a hard character to stand out, I guess, amongst the crowd. It's very interesting in everything you just said because I feel like I'm totally opposite of what you said. Really? Okay. Um, the Vivian for me had too much. This is my own opinion. I think the Vivian killed it, but I believe that she had too much of the Donald Trump accent still coming through. And it was like, I've seen that from you before. So it was like, I, I wanted her to do something else with her voice. Besides that, I thought she was great. Shay, I think, fell flat for me. Um, but like you said, it probably was the role because she was a straight character, not straight as in, you know, sleeps with straight opposite lace. sex, but straight lace. There you go. The three uh, girls, I think that my favorite was probably Trinity. Um, I thought that Jinx's weird thing was unexpected. Um, and, but I would have... I would have chosen Trinity. Monet, like you said, I do agree with that. I think that Monet was not hitting the right boxes for me. And I think that it had to do with the voice because it just came off very Monet, you know? Like there wasn't a character behind it. Jada's facial reactions I thought were funny. However, she only had like one line or two lines. So that's where that was. And then Raja, I did not like. Really? I did not. No. Why? I, it just felt like this. It was kind of like, mom, what are you doing? Oh my goodness. Like it was just very, I don't know. I, not there for me. Okay. Well, that's why we love this podcast is because we're allowed to have different opinions and like different yes. things and be attracted to different things. And you know, that's what makes this show so fun, right? Is that we get to talk with our mm -hmm. friends and Kiki and be like, well, I lived for her and I didn't live for her. And it, that's what makes it fun. You know, it would be boring yeah. if we all had the same opinion. Exactly. I mean, you can listen to other podcasts for the same opinion. <laughs> <laughs> the shade today. <laughs> Woo, you are shady. Well, I think on that note, we should take a little break and we will come back to the runway, honey. Oh, oh, oh. We are back. The runway is nitty nitty bang bang. So cute. Um, Love the title. So are you ready to wear it or tear it, Miss Laganja? You know, I was born to wear it or tear it, honey. First up, we have the Vivian. Uh, you you want to describe this knitted wear? This is a full on knitted gown. It's amazing Ooh. to me. I mean, I'm sorry. This is insane. The fact that she got someone to knit this entire thing. 
I should know the term. I think maybe it's called cable knit. I'm not for sure. Someone in our comments will tell us and be like, no, girl, that's the color blue still. Did you hear that? Remember, we, we yes. you know, we've had this big discussion. The color blue. They're like, girl, that's still blue. But S-I-A-M, Siam is red. I even went and checked in my rhinestone drawer. Okay, I'm just saying. The, the way they spelt it with the C is blue, but like this is maybe uh, whatever, girl. So I don't know the official name of this knit, but it is definitely a large crocheted type of yarn that has been knitted to create this voluminous sleeve, open uh, front slit gown. And I just loved it. I loved her makeup. Of course, it was green. So I was naturally attracted to that. And I loved how she stuck the knitting cables into her hair. I just think it's a total wear it. Same, a total wear it for me. This is what I would see the elegant stepmother who's like the step Miss Claus. Like, so Santa Claus gets divorced and then he marries another Miss Claus and she comes in and she's voluptuous and she has the money and everything. And this was beautiful to me. I really think whoever designed this did a great job. Um, I loved, like you said, the cable knits in the hair. Uh, this was a total wear it for me. You wear it well. Well, all right. Up next, we have Miss Shay Coulee. And she is giving us a short knitted mini dress with a cape thrown over that's in a, in a lovely plaid. And she's got some great accessories. She's got her classic neck piece, which we have seen her wear several times, although this one's larger and goes further down. And she's got this really interesting headpiece that to me, Looks like maybe it was a bowl and like one of those bouncy balls. I loved kind of the creativity here. Um, I'm not for sure about the look. I'm going to be honest. I feel like the plaid cape for me is not as graphic as the other colors on the outfit. So if I if you were to remove the cape, I feel like I would have really enjoyed this outfit. But I still do think it's a wear it because even though I'd wear it differently, I would wear pieces of this outfit. Yes, I, I, I see where you're coming from, Laganja. Uh, <laughs> this was probably my least favorite of the night. Um, I understood every reference that she was going for. I think that there were just too many layers that didn't match. And I think that that was my biggest issue. Like you said, the, um, the cape that she basically has that she's wearing around her. It gave me, I don't know if you remember when she was in season nine, she was the village, she did like the village people and she was the construction worker and she had like a, she had like a little blankety thing around her with like a construction hat. That's what that was giving me, it was reminding me of that. Um, I've seen the ring so many times that I think that it takes away from the illusion that she's trying to give me because I'm so used to them. And I think that, it's kind of like if a girl were to wear the same exact wig three times, same style, same everything. It kind of like takes away from the illusion after you've seen it quite a few times. Um, Do you remember when Jocelyn Fox wore the same necklace like every episode on my on my season? <laughs> not, no, to, did she? not to be shady or, or to go back to the time where. But yeah, there was like this one necklace that she would like wear as a necklace, put it in her hair, wear it as a bracelet. Like it was like it was like her vibe, you know? So yeah. I, I hear what you're saying there. I, I I think, like you said, it's time to let the neck rings go. But hey, you know, that's a part of her. And if she wants to keep bringing it, props mm -hmm. to her. But I hear you. It's it's getting a little redundant and it kind of takes away from, you know, the newness of the knit. Plus, I feel like the knit yeah. here isn't as showcased as it was, you know, say with the Vivian. Yeah, exactly. So for me, I would have to tear it except for those leg warmers. I think that I would wear those just to wear them. Like maybe make a full outfit like that. So then you'd be like the Michelin man. Yes. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like I would wear the the big rings around the neck, the little mini, the the leg warmers. And that's it. Yeah. So yeah. I'd wear those pieces. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Up next, we have Miss Evie Oddly. And baby, I am sorry, but I'm living for her. This is a total wear it for me. It's just so yes. cool. And then the fact that she made some of the some of the items she was wearing, I thought was amazing. I loved the dip dye, the way it kind of, you know, echoed a sunset. It was a different type of knit, right? I think we always think of the knit 
that the Vivian wore, but this is definitely knitted. It's just a different type of material. And so I thought that that was super cool. I loved again, how the sticks were in her hair. I loved that she was exposing her natural chest. I just think she killed it. I could not agree with you more. This was my favorite, probably look on the runway, if not one of the top two of mine. It, she just took on such a different way of doing the knit, like you said, and it is knit and it's just so cool. Like I thought she was like a scary monster. I love the, the contact she had in her eyes. I felt it was just a whole vibe and a whole moment. And it, she knocked it out of the park for me. Total wear it. And again, you know, we were, t- we were talking about Shay, how there were so many different elements and there was a mix of colors and textures and patterns. I really like here how she stuck to the one vibe and gave you the whole vibe all over. You know, I think that's also very cohesive and what made this look really aware it for me. Totally. You wear it well. Next up. Okay, this was probably one of my favorites. I, I was going to say it was my favorite, but then we haven't gotten into somebody else's look that was also my favorite. There were too many favorites in this knitwear. Um, Trinity comes out in a lavender. Don't know what any of it is. Go with it, Laganja. You were doing good. It's a lavender knitted sweater. Um, and she's also got leg warmers on as well. And she has this very interesting kind of nude cheetah print short bodysuit underneath. And then she's echoed that in her hair, which I think is really cool. And I love that she said that a fan made this for her. I thought that, that was so cool. I was like, a fan made you something like that? Have you had any fans make you anything that's completely like you would never have expected? Yes and no. I mean, when looking at this outfit, it's like pretty hard. Like, I don't know that I've ever had a fan (laughs) make me an outfit this like full out and cool, but I've definitely had fans make me outfits that I wear and that I love. So, uh, yeah, I just think that this one is in particular pretty over the top. I mean, this this looks like it took hours upon hours, you know? Yeah, I thought this was absolutely beautiful. I love the little whatever she called this little animal thing that she had. I think it was a Dobby. I don't remember. (laughs) <laughs> was it a Dobby like from Harry Potter? Right. Did I make that yeah. up? I don't know. I thought that's what she called it. Who knows? I smoke weed when I watch Drag Race, so you know. Uh, same, same. So it's <laughs> well, it's a total wear. It. A total, total wear it for me. You wear it well. Next up, we have Jinx Monsoon and her 1930s esque Marlena Dietrich. What she said. I would say that this is a fully knitted gown that is in gold and it is very shimmery um there is a nude illusion underneath this uh gold shimmery knitted gown love it you nailed it you just you forgot to mention the shawl oh yes 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 i didn't know what the name of that is so yes well so a white knitted shawl yes and i don't like the shawl i felt like the shawl Took me out. I wish she'd just worn a fur or a faux fur, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, stole. Uh, so I wish that had she just done that and just let the outfit be knitted because I love the dress. I think she looks so stunning. She's got her signature mm-hmm. red hair on, gorgeous mug. So it is still a wear it for me, but I do think she should have edited that that white knit. It just didn't seem to go with the sequin material of her gown. And then we had this soft kind of, you know, Afghan blanket type material just didn't match to me i fully um agree with you on that i think that the white shawl took away from the dress but i will say if it was cut in one fourth of how long it was i think it could have worked a little bit better like you said like having a fur or having something that was i think for me the length was what really took me away but i absolutely loved the dress i think that it was stunning it was very jinx but elevated in a way um, it would be a wear it for me, but without that shawl. Absolutely. Sames. You wear it well. All right. Up next, we have the essence of Miss Jada Essence Hall. And she is serving us a lavender jumpsuit. Trend alert, lavender on the runway. And she is giving us the cutest little Afro puffs in her hair. And she also has a very similar knitted kind of stole over her as the same material as the Vivian, which was very big knit, very warm. And I really like it. I think it's super cool. The only thing I didn't totally love was the cutouts on the hips. I just felt that was like trying to do too much, but it's still a total wear it for me. 
Yes, she was. I, she said she was referring to big comfy couch. I totally saw that. I loved I loved her mug. That purple on her eyes is gorgeous. Uh, I agree with you. I think that the cutouts on the outfit, both on the hip and then also kind of like up near the chest, kind of took away from the full beauty that I believe it could have been. But it's a total wear. It's it's beautiful. I, I loved every bit of it. And I also love how she did the knit for the bodysuit, jumpsuit, whatever she's wearing. Yes. Yeah, no, she's fully knitted down. I mean, both the accessory yeah. and the outfit is all knitted. So even in her hair, you know, and I also love how she did the lavender shoe with the outfit. I think that really made her leg look longer and sleeker. And I do agree with you about the makeup. And I loved how she was like, and I've even got a little red on my nose because I'm so cold. <laughs> so cute. She's so good at those so interviews. Cute. So good at those interviews. Wear it, wear it. Yes. You wear it well. Next, we had Monet Exchange in a knitted puffer jacket along with a uh Corset shapewear. Yes. Okay, work. Yes. Um, and a tube top. Is that a tube top? Yep. A tube top that is knitted. And uh also she had a beautiful knitted bow that matched her puffer jacket and knitted corset shapewear. Love it. Um, I like the look. I would wear it. I think it's cool. Do I think it was the most outstanding outfit of the night? I don't. Do I think it fell a little flat and not the most memorable look. I do, but it's still really cool. And I would totally wear this outfit. I mean, it's it's hip. It's her. It represents, you know, her brand. I love the idea of a knitted puffer jacket. I've never seen that before. It just feels a little bit more streetwear as opposed to drag couture. Yes, I agree with that. I also, I think that I love the puffer jacket. I love the bow that she has on her head. I believe that what really took me away was the corset-esque that she's wearing. I think I would have loved to see that as maybe like pants or so maybe cool. something, maybe like puffer pants or something. I would have loved to see something like that to complete the look because I believe that the top half is complete. I believe the bottom half needed a little bit more work, um, but it's still a wear it for me. Just not as like you said, couture is the other ones. Absolutely. You wear it well. And last up to the runway, we have Miss Raja Aja Aja A. And she is giving us space galactic Barbarella knitted gold realness. And, you know, look, it's a lot to take in, but I like it. I really do. I would totally wear it. I think it's so, so cool. I mean, do I think the knit is the star of the show? I don't. I think her accessories are definitely the star of the show. I mean, this headgear she's wearing, her wig, uh, it's beautiful. The gold shiny boots. I, I really am more attracted to those elements than the knitted outfit itself. Um, but I think it's really cool. I really like it. It's a wear it for me. You wear it well. I have to disagree with you. Okay. I think that the knitted portion, I think, is beautiful. I think that everything else that she's wearing just takes away, like you said, from the knitted portion. Um, I think that the headdress that she's basically wearing, the mask and all of that, I think it's too much. I think maybe if she took off too one much. portion of that. Uh, yes, too much. It's a drag For me, show. it's too much. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I just think that the look could have looked a lot cooler and less um, Halloween cosplay if she would have taken off a few accessories or a few things and it would have, in my mind, kind of like shaped it a little bit better. So for me, I understood, too, that she was doing kind of like a updated version of the galactic look she did on season three. She had like a gold. Um, I remember that. And so I think she also had like the tetherball, too. But yeah, I, I would have to tear it. OK, there it is. There it is. So we have the top two, the Vivian and Raja. Do you agree, disagree? What did you think? Well, obviously I agreed. I thought they were amazing this week. Uh, definitely. Both on the runway and in the challenge. So yeah, I agree. You do not. <laughs> I agree with the half. I think that the Vivian killed it. And I think that the Vivian was uh, rightfully so. I believe Raja, for me, wouldn't have been in the top. I probably would have put probably Trinity, I would say. I thought that Trinity killed it. Um, yeah, I think that that's the only thing that I would have done. But Raja, very well deserved. We had the lip sync song Super Freak by um, Rick James. And I 
thought that it was such two completely separate performances. And when the Vivian pulled out that water bottle, I think that she never expected that she would slip in her own water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Poor girl. Poor girl, but an iconic moment for sure. Definitely, definitely moment. a memorable moment. And she recovered. She did it well. She, she did. She did. Went into it. Have you ever had like a nasty fall or something on stage? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the good thing is I'm a dancer, so I learn like when I'm falling to go with it as opposed to try to fight the fall or catch yourself. So I usually just am able to like kind of roll out of it. But, you know, especially back in the day when I used to wear those crazy shoes that Lady Gaga was known for wearing that had no heels and I would try to do all my tricks in those. And oh, yeah, gone just taking a tumble many times. And um, Raja ends up winning the lip sync. She ends up blocking Jada Essence Hall. Would would you have blocked Jada? Who would who do you think you would have gone with? Hmm. Let's see. I think I would have just done Jinx just to you know piss her off. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, just to make her mad. No. Uh, I think Jada is a very smart choice for sure. I definitely think she is doing really well, and uh, she's already got a lot of stars. So I think it makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Because Jada had the most three. Yeah. However, when Jada was in the workroom, she did say something that I really thought about. She was like, why would you want to block me if I'm almost guaranteed to be in the top? Wouldn't you want to block somebody else so you can assure that you can get into the top? And I really thought about it. And I was like, it's a smart strategy. It, like, if you it think is about smart. It. And I was like, here we go. The Nancy Drew, Nancy Drew of drag. She's so funny for like saying that. But it's like, it is true. It really does make sense in a way. You want to block someone with less stars so that you could take their spot. Whereas if you block mm-hmm. her, you're not really doing anything but helping her, you know, not get more stars. But like she said, most yeah. likely she's going to already be there. So true. So we now have Jada in the lead with three stars. Jinx, Trinity, Vivian, Raja, and Evie all have two stars. And Shay and Monet only have one. The gag. Do you think they can catch up? I think so. I really do. I feel like we're going to have another twist and there's going to be more stars given. And, uh, you know, I don't think we're done yet. I don't either. I feel like there's going to be because they alluded to the twist. They were like, oh, well, you know, Evie and Jada were so like behind. And now they're the ones ahead with that twist. You never know another twist. And I was like, which producer told you this? Right. <laughs> Move the story, doll. Move the story. Move the story. Um, well, before we get into what we missed in Untucked, I think it's time that we head over to our inbox of the voicemails Ooh. and listen to what we have. Okay. First voicemail. Hi, Ganja and Joseph. This is uh, Chris Al calling in from San Francisco. I wanted to know what is your favorite drag race winner of all time? And which is your favorite from this All-Star season? And what is your favorite thing about them? What makes you love them? Thanks. Awesome. SF in the house. One of my favorite places to travel to. Um, Okay. So favorite winner of all times is, I think I've said this before on the podcast, is Sasha Velour. And my favorite thing about her is that she is just such an artist. I really don't consider her a drag queen. I think of her as just being, you know, an intellect, an artist, first and foremost. So that's my favorite thing about her. And then from this season, oh, it's so hard for me to pick a favorite because there's so many good ones. But I think I'm going to go with Raja. I really, I, I feel like, you know, she just really made it so that I could come forward into the scene and I owe her so much. And I think my favorite thing about her besides the fashion is that she's just a really kind, caring kind of motherly figure. She's always made me feel so welcome in the scene here in West Hollywood. So I definitely want to give props to my mama. Ooh, I love that. Two really good choices. What about you? (sighs) I think that I've said this before, maybe. Um, Out of all the franchises, I have to say this because I am obsessed and I've always been obsessed with Carmen Ferrala from España. She, for some reason, to me, is the essence of everything in drag. I think she's beautiful. I think that she contributes so much. And just being able to see her when I was watching España help out every single sister that she had, I think that that is just 
anytime a queen like Trinity or somebody helps out and really just puts their all, but they still don't lose any part of themselves doing it, it's amazing. So I would say her for my favorite. And I would say if I had to choose for this season, like you said, you said Raja because of your um, her helping you and stuff. And I think I would have to say Jinx um, because I love producing her podcast. I love talking and working with her. She is just a phenomenal being in and outside of drag. And um, yeah. Love it, love it. Well, let's hit our next voicemail. Hi, it's the same person from last week that said he's from Puerto Rico but never said his name, which apparently is something popular in these voice messages. So my name is Fred, by the way. Alaganja, again, can't wait to see you um, next month. Um, to clarify, because in last week's podcast you mentioned about the makeup thing with RuPaul, um, with the face skinny, the face skinny episode was actually in season 10, but the makeup situation with Raven was in season 9, which was why, um, RuPaul was out of drag during that first episode in season 9. Now, talking about this week's episode of, of All Star 7, um, now, since it's a Christmas episode, I just wanted to ask you both, was there something that you wanted so bad during Christmas when you were a kid, but you never got? What was it? And if if they still sell them, you better get them now because you're adults and you get money, baby. Anyway, thank you so much for listening again. Bye. Oh, so cute. And thank you for educating us. I love when they, you know, give us the tea. That's awesome. Good to know. So maybe mine was right where he had an eye infection. Yeah. Maybe. I could see that. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? Um, well, yeah, I was about to say for me... I'm really blessed. I feel like my parents got me everything I wanted. Um, you know, we were not rich by any means, so I didn't ask for Versace back then. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I just, I really do. I feel like my parents did such a good job at getting me everything I needed, not only at Christmas, but during school for dance recitals. You know, they worked their ass off so that I could have a great life as a kid. So, I really don't think there was anything that I wanted. You know, I can say something that I've wanted for a very long time. I actually just got, which is not why I pulled her up. I pulled her up because she's so adorable. But I've always wanted this Versace collar for my dog. <gasps> and I finally just got it. Can you see it at all? There we go. Yeah, It's got the Medusas all the way around. And it has a matching um, leash. So I've always wanted it, and I finally did just use my hard-earned money, and I bought it for her. Yes. So Yay for Dabby's being my little Versace woman. Oh, what so about you? Cute. What did you want for Christmas that you never got? What I wanted for Christmas, I did get. However, it was not what I technically wanted. <laughs> I was the biggest bitch child when I was younger because all I wanted was a trampoline. I wanted a trampoline in the backyard. I loved jumping because my um, cousin had one. However, my cousin who had one was like two hours away. So I only got to do it at like family events. So I asked for a trampoline. I got up on Christmas morning. I had a trampoline. I was so excited. My dad put it together. It had so many safety restraints on it. It didn't have like... Um, didn't have springs. It had like, I guess you would call it like little like rope, not ropes, but like something that was holding everything together. So there weren't springs. So when you jumped, you only got to jump like. And so I literally was the biggest bitch of a child. And I was like, I don't like this. Like, I can't jump. And my dad would always be like, well, the more you jump on it, the more bouncy it will get. No, <laughs> it never got more bouncy. I left that trampoline out probably after like three months and it just ended up being a great place for um, the leaves to hang out, you know, but so you never bought yourself was... a new good trampoline. No, I'm in an apartment complex now. I True. guess I could put one in the I'll put one on <laughs> just change my bed. It will just be a, a trampoline now. <laughs> yeah, I actually always wanted a trampoline as a kid and never got one. So I'm like, OK, well, actually, there was something. <laughs> Man, then my aunt also had like a baby trampoline that she would do her like aerobics workouts on. And I thought that that was the funniest thing ever. And I love just being like, doo, 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 I think doo. I had one of those when I was like, I want a trampoline. They were like, here you go. And it's like the little hundred dollar round one. Yeah. 
Ah, <laughs> oh, and we have our last voicemail. Bob Roberts, giving you a notification call from our Department of Tax Debt and Financial Settlement Services. There are new programs that can help you reduce or eliminate your debt completely. It is possible that your tax debt can now be considered temporarily non-collectible. You can call me back at my personal desk, 1-833-312-3163. How did they get our number? Stop and go away. We have Stop and go away. Who? Who? We do not have any tax debt. Please leave us alone. We just started this pod. <laughs> We're not in debt yet. <laughs> Well, thank you all so much for sending in your voicemails. Um, we love to have them, hear them. So make sure to um, leave us a voicemail, and you can do that at the lovely phone number of 323-607-5116. Um, Laganja, are you ready for what you missed in Untucked? You know it. I wait for you every week. Okay. How well do you know Miss Jada Essence Hall? Well, I don't know her so well as I just went on tour with her. You know, that was our first time really working together. Um, but I'd like to think I, you know, know her character, know pretty much about her. And obviously I'm watching her on the show like everyone else. Why? What's the tea? Well, Miss Jada Essence Hall expressed a lot of not liking little booty hate because she says that she has a little booty and she hates when people call out her little booty. Okay. Um... And I kind of agreed with that. I was like, you know, when people get caught, like, I don't want to be called out for a little booty. I mean, I don't have a little booty, but I don't want to be called out if I did, you know? Sure. I feel that. Hey, look, Jada likes tahine and likes small butts. Let her, let her be. Let her be, girl. And then this Untucked was basically all about Jada. Okay. Um, Jada ended up saying that they had contact solution and somebody kept stealing her contact solution. So. She was going on a rampage trying to find the contact solution. And I, you know, I need to know if she actually found it. So I'm going to call Jada right now. And we're going to see if she actually answers her phone. Oh, my God. Hysterical. She may not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're like, why are you calling me? I hate to say it, but the book in the background that says Please don't call me form. is giving me the vibe. <laughs> Hi, Miss Jada Essence Hall. This is Joseph. Oh, the, the beeper just went on. Hi, Miss Jada Essence Hall. This is Joseph Shepard, and I'm with Laganja Stranger. We're recording our podcast, and we need to know, did you find your contact solution from Untucked? Did you find it? You can uh, give us a call back, or you can just um, text me and tell me. It's the information that the fans need to know. Bye. Hysterical. So, Will, if Jada, if Jada calls back or Jada um, sends us a text message, we'll let you know. Okay. Um, and the last thing that happened in Untucked is that they brought out the pink fluffy box. Ooh, it was fluffy or furry? Furry. Pink, pink furry, furry box. box. Yes. And they had to, they had like a bag. They had to draw out uh, queens. And they would have to basically do charades and imitate the queen that they okay. drew. So we had people like Silky, we had um, Trinity, we had Monet, we had, you know, a lot of the girls. Is there a girl that you believe you do a great impression of? No, I don't do good impressions. I mean, I could say Alyssa maybe because it's just like, you know, that's really easy to impersonate. But now, no, I'm not really an impersonator. It's not my thing. We all saw that on season six. I leave that to the girls who are confident in that arena. <laughs> I'm just trying to visualize you doing somebody. I'm like, who would it be? Yeah, no, I just, I'm not good at that, really. I could do maybe Gia, too. Like, what's a DeLorean? You know? Yeah, yeah. I think that, like, for me, I do a really good Jinx impression, but it yeah. has to be, like, when I'm having a conversation with somebody. Okay. I think being put on the spot for some reason, like really freaks me out. Totally. Because it's like, it's an impression. So you gotta do it good if somebody is like, all right, do your impression of X, Y, and Z. And then it's like, well, fuck. But if I'm like talking in a story, that's different. Well, now you have to try it. Now you're put on the spot. Hello. You did this to yourself. 
Tell me what you ate for breakfast. <laughs> Does that sound so bad? It's not even going to work. I'll probably just superimpose how I can do it well later. <laughs> um, but That's cheating. No, not cheating. Well, wait, hold on. That's so exciting. Country. Instead, I'll just do this because okay. she did this. <laughs> that's what you get. All right. So, that's there fair we go. enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for listening to today's podcast of Queening Out with me and my co-host, Miss Laganja Estranja. We have new shows every Tuesday. That's right. So make sure you subscribe to our show and you can rate and review us on all of your favorite podcast apps. So go on over there and leave us some love. Also, be sure to send us an email at laganjoes at gmail.com and we might read it on the show next week. And if you have any burning questions for Joseph or I about Drag Race, you can call and leave us a voice message at 323-607-5116 and we may play it on the show next week. And be sure to head on over to the socials and follow us at Laganja Estranja and at Joseph A. Shepard. Um, also, head over to our YouTubes. You know, we do our video podcasts. Subscribe to us. Give us love. I'm almost at 100,000. Not really. I'm at 72,200. Yes, we need to get those other 25,000 people. And, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, that would be a, a big up, you know? You're going like, to get there. I believe in you so much. The, I just want that plaque. You know, you I got know. your plaque recently. I did, I did, yeah. How did that feel? It just felt great. I've been on YouTube for over yeah. nine years. So it was just like, finally, like so I cool. did it. And now I'm like, okay, if I never, you know, get another plaque, like at least I have this one to like represent all the hard work I've done on this, on that platform, you know? My goal is to get the plaque before they start making cheaper plaques. <laughs> <laughs> Good goal, Joseph. Good goal. Good Go. Well, thanks everybody <laughs> for listening. We will definitely queen out with you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Expose yourself. Show them what you're all about. Giraffe.